Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's Word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of Scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Hello, hello, Kelly and Chelsea here today, and we're going to be talking about smartwatches for kids. Now, I have an Apple Watch, and I will tell you, as as I've said before, I absolutely love it. Like most new technologies, I am super leery when it comes out at first. But now that I have adapted, I have that Apple Watch, honestly, I can't imagine not having one. I know it's pretty ubiquitous. Lots of people have adapted to the smartwatch life. And honestly, I've always been a watch wearer. I don't know about you, Chelsea. I feel naked without a watch on my wrist. How about you? What is your take on the the smartwatch? I don't know, Kelly. You know me. I think I I have a love-hate relationship with technology all around. Like all new technology, even when I first got my watch, yeah, it was cool. But then the novelty kind of wore off, you know? And if I wear it during the day, then I absolutely love taking it off at night because I'm finally unhinged from all of the technology that I'm engaged with. But even when my phone is in RO, I can still get notifications on my watch. And yeah, I could turn that off, but I don't because between counseling and brave parenting, we just kind of work really weird hours, you know? So I don't know. I'm still trying to work out my own availability. And I'm sharing that because I think it's really relatable for anyone who works in ministry. Ministry hours can look really odd. Yeah, no, it's true. What I love about my watch is the ability to leave my phone behind, that I can quickly just move my wrist and look and see, is this something important? But if you don't have that, you feel that buzz, you get your phone out, and then you're so easily distracted by whatever other notifications you see. Or you open the phone and you're like, wait, why did I come into the phone to begin with? Oh, I was going to do something. And then I saw this text and you're just so easily distracted. And so I love that I'm not going to absentmindedly pull my phone out and sort of fub someone, as they say, because I've only got my watch. So I love that aspect of leaving the phone behind. That reminds me of episode 113 that we did with Reagan Rose when we interviewed him. And I remember when he said off air, he told us how he went smartphone free. And I I wish we could have like recorded our faces because we were both like, what? Like, explain this to us. How did you do it? And then he started talking about how he only used an Apple Watch because it has everything that he needs for communication, but he doesn't have to scroll on it which is where we all get like sucked in, right? That's where all the rabbit trails happen is in our scroll. And I don't know, I thought that was really, really wise. Like use an Apple Watch if you just can't not scroll. Yeah, he actually talked about that in his latest newsletter of redeeming productivity. And I thought to myself, yeah, we need to have him back on to talk about the pros and cons and how he's worked around that experience of only having a watch. He basically hides his phone So it's not accessible unless he's traveling and lives the day-to-day with the watch. So I know we recently gave our youngest a smartwatch with cellular service that is set up on my iPhone in the family setup plan, which is a really great feature. He doesn't have an actual phone, but he has the ability to text and call, and he can connect AirPods to the watch with Bluetooth. And he can track his own fitness, which is a big thing for him. He can listen to music or podcasts. So he's sort of doing all the teenage things he wants to do, but he doesn't have that nine hours of screen time a day, you know, being sucked into 
staring at that screen, sucked into games, websites, social media, that a lot of kids are. I think it really has been a, a really great option for kids. Well, first and foremost, Brave Parenting believes that a smartwatch is the best option for younger kids who need to have communication tools away from their parents. But even more than that, getting a kid-safe phone like Pinwheel or Gab, a smartwatch can actually ease them into portable technology and communication while avoiding the pitfalls of actually having that screen to look at or distract them from real life. That's a big win-win for both parents and the teenager. Yeah, that is actually more of a concern that a lot of parents recognize is that absent-minded screen time. And the longer that a child can go without having that ability to have the phone in their hand, in their pocket, which I don't even think young girls are even using pockets based on the clothing styles anymore. They have to like tuck it into their waistband. You know what trend I'm talking about, everybody. But to not have that ability to pull it out and alleviate the boredom, the longer they can go with that, the better they are. However, now I did talk about the pinwheel phone in our last episode, and I still truly stand by this phone being the best option when they are ready for a phone. And I didn't mention it at the time, but it is a great option to have as a home smartphone. If you have a couple kids who are coming of age to where they have a need to be texting, but you really don't want them having their own phone, the pinwheel is a great option to have at home, you kind of leave it in one general place that kids can share it. They can text their own different friends or people that they need to contact. Great, great option there. So I wanted to make mention of that. If you're not really sold on the watch aspect, this is a great option for the home smartphone. So check out our link to Pinwheel in the podcast show notes. Okay, so let's jump into this. Let's talk about some of the smartwatches that are on the market for kids right now. We're going to review the three that we feel are the best option for parents. And there's a lot out there. We're gonna to touch on these main three and then a couple aspects of the others. Now, the first one is the Apple Watch. And I'm gonna use the SE version because that's like the cheapest version you can get, which when it comes to kids, they break stuff, especially technology. So going with the most inexpensive option on the market when it comes to that Apple Watch is actually really best. So the Apple Watch SE has a lot of has all the same features as every other Apple Watch and it can be opened up as the child gets older and so that watch can actually last quite a long time. Some of the pros of that is number 1. Parents can pair that to their iPhone and it doesn't require its own phone. That's what we just mentioned. That's what I was doing for my youngest son. They don't have to have their own iPhone attached to it. Number 2. It is a lot cheaper than the $1000 iPhone 14. We all know that. Number 3. On average the cellular plan is about $10 for major carriers like Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. So to add that cellular watch to your phone plan, you're looking at $10. Number four, screen time parental controls, the same as you would have on the phone that we talked about in our last episode, you can do on the watch as well. You can disable the app store, the web browser, and every single other thing that you do not need. And number five, the pro, is that it grows with them. It's not really embarrassing to have an Apple Watch in middle school instead of actually having a phone. Now, the cons of the Apple Watch is, of course, it's expensive if it were lost or broken. Another con is that the battery life only lasts about 18 hours, or if they're on it a whole lot more, maybe only a couple hours. And of course, it only works with iPhones. And the second option that we really like is the Verizon Gizmo Watch 2. 
Now, if you're a parent already using Verizon, this makes it a lot easier. This watch is marketed for ages 6 to 12, which we agree with. So the pros of this watch are it has location tracking and limited texting and calling. It has trusted contacts, which can be added by the parent. The parental control app is available on the iPhone or Android. There's no installation of outside apps. And the battery life is three days or more, which is kind of incredible. But with all good things, there are some cons. And the cons of this watch are the users can report technical issues. And the Gizmo Watch 3 has a camera, which we just feel is completely unnecessary. Yeah. And the third watch that we would recommend is the Gab Watch 2. Now, Gab was one of the first companies making kids-safe smart devices, and I have a lot of respect for that company. They do have a lot of great work. This Gab Watch 2 is very affordable and super practical, and it does not matter what carrier or what smartphone you as the parent have. So some of the pros are unlimited calling and texting with up to 25 pre-approved contacts. It does have your GPS tracking, so you can see their location, step counter, but there's no other additional apps. It's very, very basic. Now with the Gab Watch 2, parents can set up safe zones to receive notifications when a child arrives or leaves a preset location. So that can be really good as well for kids doing activities, walking home from school, things like that. As I mentioned, there's no additional downloadable apps and it's very affordable. The watch is free with a two-year service contract of $14.99 a month. Now the cons are that it's not fully waterproof, it's only water resistant, which if you look at other watches, especially the Apple Watch, you can fully swim, shower, all of that with it. And so for some kids, that might be a thing. And another con would be that kids can choose from nine virtual pets within the watch to raise and take care of. Now for kids, that might seem like incredible option. As adults, that just seems a little bit unnecessary. And there are other watches on the market. While there can be extra features that you may like, there also can be some that you don't like. Some, like the Explora X5 Play and the VTech Kitty Zoom smartwatch DX3, they both boast fun diversions, like two-player games, movement games, and cameras for all the selfies that they can want. Some even allow for video calls. One of the top-rated smartwatches on many parenting websites was the TikTok 4. While it does have some good parental controls, it also has free music, two cameras, and two-way video calling. Now, those features may seem nice, but they're unnecessary for a child. Even more, the Garmin VivoFit Junior 3 rewards physical activity with unlocked games and activities that teach them about the world around them and allows them to have adventures around the globe. Now, this is where we as Christian parents must be discerning. Whose worldview is that Garmin watch pre-programmed with? Right, this matters because every idea they take in from media informs their worldview, more so than any other source of information. If you don't know what they're taking in, how are you gonna know what bad ideas to combat? Also, we have to question, How much watch screen time will my child be getting if they can play games on that watch? What value does taking pictures through a watch add to their lives? We wholeheartedly believe that minimizing the distraction and temptation to indulge in self-satisfying behaviors is absolutely necessary for young kids. 
Friends, hear me when I tell you there is no need for games of any sort, a camera or anything extra, right? This might all kind of sound radical, even music through their smartwatch. It's not really necessary. Yeah, it's really true. We just talked about screen time and device limits for phones, and these absolutely apply and to a greater extent for younger kids and smartwatches. And 100% music is becoming an issue. I never really thought I'd be saying this, but I've thought deeply about this, and I actually did some more research since our dopamine detox episode back in June, just episode 112. I've had a lot of conversations with young people, and I've asked them about music and how much they listen to music, just sort of in the background on their phone. And the general consensus is that for so many young people, Music is always on in at least one ear. And while that may not necessarily seem bad, it is an ever-present distraction from the sounds and conversations occurring in reality. So we can't really be surprised, we shouldn't be, that our kids battle isolation and loneliness, that they experience sleep disturbances, and honestly, that they, their hearts turn away from the Lord when they are listening to music 24-7 through AirPods or earbuds. They just aren't fully engaged in the world around them. And half of their music, let's just be honest, the lyrics alone of popular music today is enough to change your worldview. Don't make me read some lyrics to a Cardi B song, y'all. Y'all know it's really can be really terrible. So I want to encourage you that even though that is the trend in kids and in society is to just always be on music. With streaming music, it just makes it so easy. We as parents have to keep our parenting priorities the priority. What is our end goal? Is it happiness or holiness? Is it to communicate with your child when they are away from you? Or is it to make them comfortable, distracted, and numb with a digital tool, right? A watch can be super beneficial for your seven, eight, nine-year-old, but it can also be a door into a digitally distracted lifestyle. So now I'd like to review some of the narratives found online in favor of giving kids a smartwatch. Because while we do feel like it is a good and healthy option, we also have to realize that, again, it can be that doorway into a distracted lifestyle. So on the website, kiddingzone.com, kiddingzone.com, They list 10 reasons why they believe every parent should get a smartwatch for their child. Now, I'm using this website, but I reviewed several, and they all pretty much present the same similar narratives for parents. So here are a few of their reasons. Number one, they nurture good habits. Now, they list this reason based on the contention between parent and child when a child forgets to do their chores. Since many watches have, quote, to-do list capabilities, Parents can set reminders for the child to be told to do their chore through their watch. Okay, so from one perspective, I totally get it. Technology is being used as a tool in that instance. But I'm a little old school, and for me, when my children were young, part of building their memory muscles and even situational awareness is found in the expectation for chores and their required memory to do them. It's like, Okay, how can we expect them to hide God's word in their heart? That's Psalm 119, verse 11, which comes through intentionally trying to memorize and understand scripture if they cannot remember to take out the trash. 
even when they're staring at it and it's overflowing, or to take the dog for a walk when it's whining by the door. Memory is a muscle that has to be used. The more you use memory, just like a muscle, the stronger it gets. And this may actually be the bigger problem now that I think about it, but the parent is removing themselves from the communication with the child. They're avoiding that difficult and sometimes painful role required of parents, and that's to discipline, to be that accountability partner for their child, and to train their child. Here, it's like they are outsourcing their role to the watch, which to me is just not cool. That does not teach children how to have a heart of obedience and service, but to only do something for someone else because a reminder went off. I think those are excellent points to make. We have to look at these subtleties of technology and how it changes our interactions with our children. I think that's a great point, Chels. Thank you for bringing that up. All right, the number two reason why parents should give their child a smartwatch, according to kiddingzone.com, is that smartwatches allow for real-time location tracking. So yeah, it's a great feature for parents when your child is, as we've mentioned, at a sports practice or playing in the neighborhood. And as we've mentioned, children attending school outside the home, if you worry about their safety. I know a lot of parents are concerned because of school shootings that they want to be able to access their child. But of course, elementary school kids don't need phones. So a watch could enable them to know exactly where they are at all times, know that they're safe. Sometimes I'll admit, I kind of think we take the tracking too far. I mean, I look back on my childhood and while I didn't do anything awful or terrible, I was allowed to develop autonomy and resilience and problem solving, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because I was untethered. If I constantly lived in fear of my mom or my dad questioning my every move, I I honestly don't know if I would have grown in maturity the way I did. But I don't know. Then again, we do live in a different world. So it's it's hard. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, it is a different world. It's much different than the 80s and 90s. But I do feel as well that sometimes we can become too dependent on that. We feel like we need it. When I had my older kids, I never had those features turned on. I never tracked my now adult kids who are 26 to 20. But now the three younger ones that I have, because tracking is so ubiquitous and it's just, everybody does it. I think, you know, we even fall into that, that need. I do use it and I kind of don't like that I use it. And I really only use it when I have to. But I will be honest, my kids don't like it. I think most kids don't like that fact that their parents can track them. We're gonna, we put it under the guise of it's for their safety and all that. But again, like you mentioned, it does not build that autonomy and that resilience of just figuring things out and knowing that your parent isn't tracking every move. Okay, here's another. Number three, smartwatches encourage an active lifestyle. They say that the games and challenges featured in smartphones are geared towards keeping your child up and active. The features include step counting, sleep monitoring, and active competition between smartwatch owners that are encouraged through motivating messages to cheer the child on. Now, Chelsea, you know me. I love this feature. I 100% confess and have confessed before, y'all, that I'm serious about closing my fitness rings. Uh, it does absolutely encourage me to be more active. However, um, I will also say that when I began homeschooling two of my high schoolers uh, about four years ago, I got them Apple Watches to encourage their physical activity. And I tried to impose like a PE requirement with an exercise goal and daily calories burned. 
I thought for sure it would work. I thought, man, this is the best parenting move ever. And nothing else, they got Apple Watches out of the deal. And so I thought, you know, I've set the example for them. They see me using my watch to close my rings and all of that. So I've I've set the example. And so I wasn't going to ask them to do something I wasn't already doing. But let me tell you, nope, 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 nope. It did not work. They ignored my encouragement and recommendations. One child actually completely rejected the watch. They hated wearing it. They did not want it at all. And um, they just, you know, would choose to be sedentary. If they were going to be sedentary as a teenager, they would just do it. They were not motivated, and every kid's different, um, by the closing of the rings. I think we're always shocked when our kids don't use technology the way that we do. But, I mean, listen, we've said this before, and we'll say it again. Context matters. Parents and kids use technology different because we're living in different contexts. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman. (laughs) Something. Trying something, exactly. (laughs) Looking to try to get some health benefits out of my watch because the clock is ticking on my life, right? But for them, they're teenagers. They're just trying to get entertainment out of their tech because they can't fathom making their own entertainment. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so here's the last one of this narrative of why, and this one's a doozy, of why parents should get your child a smartwatch. So I'm actually going to combine two in one here. And that is that kids can take and store fun photos and videos and smartwatches are fun gadgets. Oof. Okay, here's what they say. Quote, when children snap photos, they can trap those wonderful moments for life. If they are interested in photo taking, video making, and art in general, they can develop and nurture their talent from an early age. They can even use filters and other fun edit features to make the memories even more awesome. All in all, smartwatches are great toys too. Sometimes it is not just about being serious. A little fun never hurt anybody. End quote. Kelly. Oof. I read that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Here are my concerns with this narrative. They talk about developing a talent for photography, video making, etc. Okay, from a watch? Right. Seriously? (laughs) Is this a real selling point? That seems to be stretching the utility just a little too far. It's a watch. The only pictures I can imagine them taking is of themselves. And let's all be honest. We do not need to instill any more self-love, self-worship, or self-adoration in young people. If we don't recommend the camera utility to be allowed on a first smartphone, then we certainly do not advocate for a camera on a watch at younger ages. And as far as the watch being a great toy, are you kidding me? We have to teach kids that Tech devices are tools. They are not toys. A Barbie is a toy. A Lego is a toy. Smart watches are not toys. Smart watches are tools. And unless we begin teaching kids to treat them as such and to respect the power that they have, they're going to continually misuse and abuse those technology tools that they have. Yeah, I agree. Similar to the narrative the general online world has put out there regarding smartphones. Watches fall into, yeah, an easy way to keep your child distracted from actually living and observing reality. But we've had enough time to get an idea of the implications later in life of living this screen and content-driven life. We have seen enough, y'all. So all of these little screen distractions can really develop into a larger sort of screen obsession. So the best watch for your child 
is the one with the most minimal features that allow you to make calls and texts to trusted contacts and track their location. I think Proverbs 22.6, which tells us to raise up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it, is quite fitting. If we raise them to view technology as the comforting distraction from real life, when they are a teenager, they will continue living that way with their smartphones. And yeah, when they're adults, nothing's going to change. They'll be on their laptop, smartphone, watch, gaming console. So again, we have to deeply consider our end game. I honestly don't think any of us are like, yeah, I just want my children to grow up and seek comfort in media and technology for the rest of their life and have them live in my basement and not work a job, right? That's none of our goals. None of our goals is that. So we have to be really intentional about our end game as they're growing up with technology. Exactly. And the ages that we're talking about today, as young as six, getting smartwatches is still way too young to be exposed to the ever-present games, the communication, and all those distractions. Their brains certainly cannot handle that. If you need to communicate or locate your child, then a smartwatch really may be the best answer. It's certainly better than a smartphone. But leave the features at that. And honestly, set ground rules around the watch so that it isn't worn all day and every day. If they have the watch for communication and location, when the child is with you or at home, they don't need to access those features. Only permit the watch to be worn when it's needed, which is, of course, determined by you, mom and dad, not the child. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Chelsea. So as we get ready to wrap up this episode on smartwatches, I'd just like to share something the Apostle Paul says in his first letter to the Corinthian church. In chapter 7, Paul is talking about marriage and the divided devotions a married person has between God and their spouse. And it is kind of a hard teaching. And and anticipating their backlash, Paul adds in verse 35, this I say for your own benefit, not to put a restraint upon you, but to promote what is appropriate and to secure undistracted devotion to the Lord. I love this. This is certainly our hearts, right, Chelsea? I mean, we don't want to add any laborious to-do list to your life and set up sort of commandments for how thou shalt navigate media. But truly, we desire all of this for your benefit. We have made a lot of parenting mistakes on our own and, and hope that through what we have learned that we can help you. Not only that, but as Paul says, to promote what is appropriate and to secure undistracted devotion to the Lord. That truly is our goal. Amen, Kelly. That is it right there. We must all pursue undistracted devotion to the Lord. And we need to be reminded of this. I think I need to be reminded of it daily. We all do. We can all easily get distracted. And we should recognize that because of our ease of distraction, it's even more so in our kids. Their brains just aren't there. This is why we see so much of the struggle. So brave parents, we just need to be intentional. We need to think through those choices. And of course, if you need help thinking through those choices, if you need just more information, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at braveparenting.net. We'd be happy to set up a consultation with you to answer any questions that you may have, whether it be about smart watches, smartphones, if you're in a media crisis, anything like that. We um, would just love to reach out and help you. All right, Brave Friends, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave Parenting Podcast. Make sure you sign up 
for the Brave Bullet Point newsletter. You can do that on our website. There's also a link in the podcast notes. And if you have the opportunity, we would be so blessed if you would leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. This helps the algorithms in the podcast world get the podcast out to more people. So we greatly appreciate that. All right, friends, until next week, go and be brave. <laughs>